You're listening to the Upper Room Frisco podcast. To learn more about UR Frisco, please visit upperroomfrisco.com. Galatians chapter 5. I just want to direct your attention to that scripture. Um, Galatians 5. Galatians. Um, it's Galatians 5, chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse 14. And um, this is actually the text I was going to teach on, but I just want to lay out a strategy that the enemy has um, to divide people. And, and specifically people that you're very close to. I was reading this text about six weeks ago, and the Lord, it was like the the letters got really big, and uh, the Lord said, the enemy is using this in your family, and um, and it, it, it was just real, really convicting and very sobering, uh, what what Paul lays out here in Galatians 5, 14, so it says, for the, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. In the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Everyone say, love your neighbor. So we know that's the second commandment. It's like we love God, and if we're loving God, we love our neighbor. And we, we talk a lot about loving God, the first uh, love, sitting at his feet, ministering to him. It's like the priority of our community. But recently, the Lord's really been highlighting the second commandment. And what I'm learning is that the Lord is much easier to love than you. Because <laughs> you've never sin- uh, the Lord's never sinned against me. You know, the Lord's perfect. The Lord's like, he's the Lord. He's, he's beautiful. There's no one like the Lord. So loving him is, is relatively easy. But when it comes to loving one another, that's, that's just not. And so he said, hey, everything's summed up by you loving your neighbor. And your neighbor isn't uh, like, I just moved to a new neighborhood and I don't know my neighbor. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the person you do life with. Your neighbor would be your wife. Your neighbor would be your business partner. Your neighbor would be your peer group, people that you're in close, close relationships. So he says this. He says, hey, love your neighbor. And he's going to give the opposite of loving your neighbor. So he says, hey, here's the commandment, love your neighbor. And then he says, but if. Everyone say, but if. So look at this. In verse 15, he says, but if. And then he, he talks about doing three things. He says, but if you bite and devour one another, take care that you're not consumed by one another. And I, I, that, I was reading that verse, and it was like, I, it really had never hit my heart. Because I, I was like, well, what, what does it actually mean to bite someone? I've never actually literally, no one's bitten me. You know, I'm like, what does that mean, Lord? And in uh, and, and, and verse 16, it says, it says, but I say walk by the Spirit. So the next verse is, but walk by the Spirit. So biting, devouring, and consuming is the opposite of walking in the Spirit, and it's also the opposite of loving your neighbor. Does this make sense? So what does it mean to bite? What does it mean to devour? What does it mean to consume? Well, I started looking at these words, and this is, we're going to center around this um, through, through these three words. So the word for bite here in the Greek, it means, it means to... Uh, it means, it, it actually can mean to bite with the teeth, but, but metaphorically, and that's how Paul's using it here, metaphorically, it means to wound the soul. It means to cut or lacerate the soul with reproaches. And so what, 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 
what, what biting is, is, is biting, biting comes forth from typically a word, and it's a word that wounds. It's a word that lacerates. And that word for lacerates, it's like a paper cut. Have you ever had a paper cut? Paper cuts are terrible. You cannot handle any pressure. And what happens relationally, what happens relationally is that we bite one another. The, the people that are closest to you will bite you. They will cut you. Healthy relationships, healthy, healthy relationships can hurt. It's a myth that, that you're, the people you're in relationship won't hurt you. They will hurt you. They will hurt you. Why? Because they're imperfect. Like we wouldn't have to walk by the spirit if, if they wouldn't hurt you. You need the spirit to do relationship well. And what happens is when we get bit, when we get bit or when we get lacerated, uh, we have a choice. We can either walk by the spirit or we can get in the flesh. And I don't know about you, but I am pretty good at getting in my flesh. <laughs> like when your spouse says something, like let's get real. When your spouse says something and they're, they're short-tempered with you or, or they, they, they nitpick something or they're just, they're critical towards you. Um, someone doesn't agree with you, like, 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 ugh, it hurts. Have you ever been bitten? Is it just me? Does this make sense? Okay, so you, you, you healthy relationships lacerate, and, and our flesh is hungry to, to respond. And so um, I have a number of examples of how we lacerate and cut one another. I think, I think we do it through comparison. I think we do it through envy, jealousy. I think we do it through misjudgments. Like, like we, we, can, we can bite. And, um, and, and we bite those typically that we're walking closely with. And then what happens, once you're, once you're lacerated, once you're bitten, the next one is that you devour. So I was like, well, what does it mean to devour? And what I saw is that it's a progression. So a bite, a bite then, then leads to devour. And devour, listen to this, devour, it, it's translated 10 times, uh, it means to eat up, three times devour up. And, and it means this, it means to, to consume by eating or to eat up or to chew, or to chew. And so um, metaphorically, it, it means if something starts to devour, it's the consumption of the strength of the body, the mind, and the emotions. And he, here's what happens, is relationally, you get, you get, you get bitten by someone. They, they cut your soul and it hurts. And then what you start to do is you start to chew and you start to devour that person because of that exchange because they hurt you. Are you with me? Yeah. You, you like start to mull it over and start to work them over and you start to make a case in your head because of that one instant and that one cut, all of a sudden it, it starts to consume you. It starts, well, it starts to devour you. You start to chew on it. You following me? I, 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 my wife will walk in and she's like, who are you talking to? You know, because <laughs> I start to devour or choose something, and I, I'm a verbal processor, and so I'm just working this thing out verbally at the dishwasher. And she's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, no one. No, she, you were talking to someone. I was talking to Jesus. No, you weren't talking to Jesus. <laughs> what were you doing? Well, what was I doing? I was chewing on a hurt. I was chewing on something that, that, that I needed to, to, to give to the Lord. And I'm just seeing how this process plays out, uh, plays out in, in, in me. Um, so we bite, we chew, and then the last one is that we consume, and consume means that we actually destroy. And, um, and I just, I feel like one of the ways the enemy divides us, it can be marriages, it can be friendships, 
is through small lacerations that are never fully dealt with. Those small lacerations just are never fully exposed, never fully dealt with, because how many of you hate conflict in this room? Majority of people hate conflict. So I just did this teaching, uh, this is a whole thing, Bite, Chew, and Devour that we just did, but the second teaching was on conflict resolution. And, and through this Bite, Chew, and Devour and the conflict resolution, I got an email this morning from a family that listened to the entire series. There had been sexual, ab sexual abuse had happened uh, to a grandchild, and it happened within the family, but no one had ever spoken about it. And they, they, they didn't have the tools to manage conflict rightly. They came forth and talked through how they had lacerated one another with their words. They brought light to their pain. And the Lord has now broken out in reconciliation. They're coming to the upper room. They're experiencing the love of Jesus. It's just really, really sweet and powerful. Um, and so, like, lacerations hurt. Relational lacerations hurt. And we need to be honest when those happen. So we have our food. Because I was like, Lord, what happens when someone bites me? How, does, how do I deal with it? And this is what I felt like the Lord said. He says, when you're bitten, I want you to bite into me. When you're bitten, I want you to bite into me. And in John 13, um, John 13, which is where we're going to end, I know I got two minutes. I'm going to land this plane. John 13, uh, verse 22, I believe it is, 21. Um, It says, when Jesus had said this, he became troubled in spirit, and he testified, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. So Jesus, Jesus being impacted by the actions of what someone's about to do. Um, one of you will betray me, verse 22. The disciples began looking at one another um, at loss to know which one he was speaking of. And it says, there was, there was one reclining on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And so Simon Peter gestured to the one leaning on his bosom and said to him, tell us who it is of whom he's speaking to. So John, leaning back on Jesus' bosom, said, Lord, who is it? It's a really cool scene. Je Jesus is troubled in spirit. He's saying, one of you is going to betray me. No one knows who's, who, is, who it is. But there's one that's very intimate and close to Jesus. And so one of the disciples is like, psst, <laughs> psst. <laughs> Ask him who it is. Psst. Who, who's the one that's going to betray? And so John leans back on the bosom of Jesus. And Jesus tells John this. Jesus says, the one whom I dip the morsel, or I dip the bread, and, and they think they, they dip the morsel in wine. The one whom I give that to is the one who will betray me. And so I just want you to see Jesus's, what Jesus is setting up John is that, I'm just going to come over here, but Jesus, John is leaning on Jesus, and, and, and John says, which one's going to betray me? And Jesus said, the one in whom I give my body and my blood to. That's what it represents. And so John, leaning on Jesus's bosom, gets to see from Jesus's perspective the betrayer who's going to wound him. My point is this. My point is that, is that when we're wounded, we have to get to the bosom of the Lord and we have to see from his perspective through this meal because this meal helps us live unoffended. This meal helps us take a bite out of Jesus when we're bitten into. And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we're really 
we really are growing as a community and a culture in understanding how to take our bites, the lacerations that happen to us, to the Lord, so that we're not responding to them. Because if we respond to them, we'll bite back. My, I've, I've got toddlers, man. My one-year-old, his only defense are his teeth. And when you're bitten, it's bloody murder. Like you, you, he bit me, he drew blood a couple of days ago. He drew blood on my arm up here. And Larissa thought I had like been mortally wounded. <laughs> I was screaming at the top of my lungs because bites hurt. But listen, Jesus, Jesus gives us something to bite into and it's him. And so I just want to encourage you uh, as we take this meal tonight, I, I want you to think of someone maybe that you're offended at, someone that's bitten you. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's leadership. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a boss. I don't know who it is. But I want us just to, to think about that person, and I want, to see, I want you to see yourself leaning on the bosom of the Lord, and I want you to feed on the Lord as you look at that person and ask him for his perspective and ask him to heal any wounds that have happened to you and, and for his spirit to lead you in this relationship. Is that cool? This is the quickest teaching on a very significant topic, but I really feel like the Lord will use it. Galatians 5.15, go and, and meditate on this one. So can we take this together?